On this playoff edition of Locked On Texans, I will be joined by B. Scott and Big Sarge as we preview the Houston Texans wildcard matchup against the Cleveland Browns. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this, I can't believe I'm saying this, playoff edition preview of the Locked On Texans podcast. As always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on all your favorite social media platforms at Cody Davis underscore 24. And joining me are Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 610. Brian Belfield, you guys know him as Big Sarge, by the way. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, my brother. Another credential media member. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey, 12 out here. 12 out here. <laughs> Big Sarge, Texans beat reporter over at the Texans Wire and the host of the Big Sarge Sports Podcast with a Z at the end. What's going on, ladies? What's going on, guys? And uh, let me just say, when we last did this, what was that, back in August, I want to say, it was right before the season started, I would have never imagined us getting together for a playoff edition of Locked On Texans. And not just any playoff edition, they're hosting the playoff <laughs> game as well as AFC South Divisional Champs. What's going on, guys? Man. Man, Sarge, bro, like, I, I don't know about you, man, but I thought this was a six-win team coming in. Now, there were points during the season where it started to trend upward, where we started to see signs from C.J. Stroud, where we started to see signs from this defense. Kind of it's bent but don't break nature, but also would make plays. You're like, wait a minute. They got a head coach. They got a quarterback. They got a, a, a defense that can keep them in a game. There might be, and then you look around, the AFC is not necessarily all that. I start to kind of have a feeling that they could do some things, but to tell you that I thought we would be sitting up here talking about we're going to be covering them hosting a playoff game, like it's a remarkable turnaround, man. And happy birthday, too, by the way, Big Sarge. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, uh, B. Scott. Thank you for having me on Locked on Texas. And I'm just going to say this, playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> I did that last week when I was at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, in my post game, standing on the uh, Colts field because I was like, "Man, this just seems so like I should be doing this." Playoffs? No, Cody. Mm -hmm. I want to be honest with you. I did not look from the first day we were at OTAs, rookie minicamp, mm -hmm. training camp, preseason. Mm -hmm. I still kept saying to myself, ah, six seven wins especially with what this franchise had been through the last three seasons i did not see this instantaneous turnaround that the houston texans have done and on this playoff edition of locked on texans we are going to talk about how far can the houston texans go in the second segment we're actually going to look at how health and injuries will once again play a key role in who will come out victorious in this wild card matchup but Sarge, I'm going to start off with you first. When you take a look at this game, Texans, Browns, we already know the story what took place on Christmas Eve, so we ain't really got to revisit that. But when you take a look at this playoff matchup, 
What is your top key to victory on Saturday? Okay, so I know you want me to say CJ Stroud. That's too mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, that's too easy. That's too easy. Thank I you. I know you want me to say <laughs> this guy. 12. Okay. Nico Collins. Okay. That's too easy. Mm. I know you want me to say the the return of Will Anderson Jr. and Jonathan Grenard. Mm-hmm. That's too easy. Okay. Do you know what the key to victory for the Houston Texans for me is? Penalties. Mm. In Ooh. nine games this season, they've had 60 or more penalty yards. Three under 70, three over 70, two over 80, and one over 100. They've averaged nine penalties. They averaged nine penalties per game in that nine-game span in the last game against the Browns, they had 10 penalties for 76 yards. So I'm not even worried about what the players are going to do on the field. I'm worried about them staying disciplined. I'm worried about, you know, I don't want to see the false starts by the offensive linemen. I don't want to see the, the, the holding by the offensive. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to see the holding by the offensive linemen. I don't want to see jumping off sides by the defense because, they're listening to the snap count and not the ball. I don't want to see pass interference. What I would like to see is a team that can stay disciplined and not uh, put their t- put their uh, uh, put the game excuse me not put the game in jeopardy by having undisciplined moments with penalties. So that's my key to victory. As long as they can keep the penalties low, I feel like they can win this game. B. Scott. Man, so I know CJ Stroud is too easy. So let me let me go on a different version of the saying the same thing. Nico Collins. Nico Collins, I think, is the big difference maker here. If you go back to the previous Cleveland game, all right, and I know you didn't want to say Nico Collins, but you go back to the previous Cleveland game. What did Nico Collins not have going for him against the Browns the last time? C.J. Stroud. He did not have C.J. Stroud. And so I don't expect – y'all tell me if y'all think mm-hmm. I'm crazy. I know we're all – all three of us are really big Nico Collins fans, have been for a long time. Y'all tell me if y'all expect mm-hmm. Nico Collins to go into this game and finish with four catches for 18 yards. I know he had a touchdown, but, look, four catches for 18 yards, Nico Collins with C.J. Stroud playing quarterback. I don't think so. I think you see a far different version of Nico Collins. That's a lot more like the one that you've been seeing in recent weeks. Maybe, maybe something closer to to the one like you saw in the playoff clincher at Indianapolis, which I know, uh, Sarge, you were you you were out there. You you, you witnessed that firsthand. Maybe you see something like that, or, uh, or 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 something closer to like what Amari Cooper was against the Texans defense in that game against the Browns on Christmas Eve. But what I don't think you're going to see is a four catch 18 yard uh, performance from Nico Collins. And if I could really just point out the wide receiving core as a whole, Mm -hmm. because that's been a conversation piece. We've all been up there this week uh, at the press conferences. It's been a, a a conversation piece of uh, at least a small one of, Hey, what about the non Nico Collins receiving threats? and receiving mm-hmm. targets can you expect to get more from them at some point and it is a you know a a a a positive thing for the texans that they plan on having 
their full complementary of let's call it like experienced NFL wide receivers between Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Noah Brown, who you know has practiced this week, and I think is going to try to give it a go. So like if they have Nico Collins with C.J. Stroud and their full complement of wide receivers, not to mention Dalton Schultz on top of that, I feel like we're talking about a completely different offense than the one that was inept for most of the game against the Browns. So, yeah, maybe not just C.J. Stroud, but the impact that it's going to have on the wide receivers and their playmaking ability. We saw like we just we've just seen the difference between like Nico. I don't mean this disrespectfully, but Nico Collins, his first two years, even when healthy, when he showed some promise, Nico Collins with Davis Mills, Nico Collins with Case Keenum versus Nico Collins with C.J. Stroud. It looks a lot different. So I'm expecting a big Nico game here. Hey, real quick, B. Scott, one thing I wanted to say was the one thing that I liked, really liked about what happened in that Browns game with Nico is you all remember when he scored the touchdown? He just grabbed yeah, the ball, put it to the stands. And, it to the stands. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that because I've seen some wide receivers even in, you know, in garbage time score. And next thing you know, they're breaking out their celebration dance. And after the mm. game, when I was talking to Nico, Nico was like, it wasn't nothing to celebrate. I didn't ask him why didn't he celebrate. I just said, hey, man, you got the touchdown. You just threw the ball in the stand. He said, it wasn't nothing to celebrate. We was losing. He said, I ain't like the fact that we was losing. He said, I was still doing my job, but it wasn't anything to celebrate, and I like that attitude. Mm. Really quick, um, to B. Scott, your point about the wide receivers, that's something, Sarge, you've been talking about all week. I've been talking about all week. A lot of us have been talking about all week because – when you go back and you take a look at the game that Nico had last week against the Indianapolis Colts, a buck 95, nine catch. He went nine for nine. Um, we know that Nico is, if, if he isn't at the top, he's near the top of the Brown scouting report. And I've been saying it all week. I look at this wide receiving court and I really don't know how much you can actually trust it. Um, you know, as of right now, Noah Brown and Robert Wills at the top of this recording, both of those guys are still questionable. But even if they are out there on the field, we don't know how much their injuries is going to hamper them. And then when you take a look at other guys like Xavier Hutchison and John Mechie, it's like we've been calling upon them to step it up the entire year. Now, whether it's their inabilities or not getting in the right opportunities or Bobby Slower just not using them right, they still haven't had that game. For me personally, the key to victory, and I know this is going to be hard against one of, if not the best defensive team in the league, they have to establish something in that run game. Because be, be due to the fact that you don't know who's going to help Nico Collins at wide receiver, I think if you establish something in the run game, especially with Devin Singletary out there, that's actually going to allow – um, Bobby Sloyd to open up the playbook a little bit more. That's going to give C.J. Stroud more options. That's, give, that's going to give the Houston Texans more options in general to attack Cleveland. When I take a look at the Houston Texans, when they, let's say when Devin Singletary had an opportunity to record 80, 80 yards or more, they are 4-0. So they definitely need to make sure that they establish something in that rushing attack because I think that is going to be one of the most important things that they need to do in order to get the victory on Saturday. Go ahead, B. Scott. Yeah, let me say this. I do think, well, first of all, I agree with you, but I do think a reason why they didn't do that or weren't able to do that is because they fell behind so early. Like, that is a good like, point. Like, like the defense gave up the game, and, and, and not to say that it was over, but it, it certainly felt over very early. 
It was and, over. <laughs> and, 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 and then, you know, yeah, it was over. And then and, and then eventually it got to the point where, like, think about it. Davis Mills came in there eventually and threw the ball 32 times. Hmm. Like, I mean, and a lot of it in garbage time, I understand. But I'm just saying, like, they were they were playing from a disadvantage very early on. You look at it, the, the little bit of running that they did do, like, I'm looking at it right now. They threw the ball between Davis and Case. They threw the ball 49 times, 49 times between those two guys and ran it 16. It was because they were getting blown out. I think, you know, you look at them running this 16, Devin Singletary ran for almost five yards a carry. So it's not like they didn't see some success in running the, running the ball. It's just that they couldn't really commit to it and establish it because they were down so early. So I think it'll be critical to obviously not, not give up the game early and, and be playing from a significant disadvantage early on in the game to where they can do exactly what you're talking about. Because I, I do think that they are best when they are balanced. Like when they're running the ball effectively, I mean, it's it like CJ, I feel like it's lights out. This passing game is lights out. Um, when they're one dimensional, it's like, all right, rookie, go out there and be special. And let's you know, all right, all right, Nico, go out there and be special. It's like, nah, you need, you need a balanced attack, especially against a Cleveland defense that I feel like can be had more so in the run game than in the pass game. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Job has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this playoff edition of Locked On Texans. I know we got B. Scott. We got Big Sarge here. The only reason why I'm not calling it the Wakanda Forever edition like I normally do, John not here. That's the only reason why. But continuing here with this playoff installment, um, we know when the Texans lost 36-22 a couple weeks ago, a lot of us, including myself, Big Sarge, B. Scott, everybody was saying, well, how much stock could you put into that loss due to the fact that the Texans were dealing with a lot of injuries, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Here we are about two, three weeks removed from that game. And the Texans, they are getting a lot of their key players back. Um, the Cleveland Browns, unfortunately, because I never want to see a team, you know, be hampered with injuries and all that other stuff. Um, they are dealing with injuries, especially considering that Denzel Ward went down with a knee injury, I think, during Thursday's practice. And his status at the time of this recording is still in question. So, B. Scott, I'm going to start off with you. What type of impact do you believe health is going to play in the Texans' ability to win this game? Well, I think it's going to play a huge factor for the most part because you're going to have two of your best defensive players back that you didn't mm -hmm. have. And, and I'm talking about Jonathan Grenard, who missed most of most of that game, if I'm not mistaken, and, and Blake Cashman who I think is going to be really critical in whatever the Browns try to do over the middle with uh, 
you know, with the tight end, obviously, like that's that's gonna be like David and Joku is a mismatch uh or a matchup problem for basically anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to have at the very least your best players out there to deal with it. He's gonna make some plays, but I mean, to not have like if you didn't have Cashman, if you didn't have uh Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard there to provide some pressure. I think that would be like, you know, significant, you know. So the, the fact that they're getting Jonathan Grenard back after him missing some time, I think is going to make a tremendous difference. And man, I look, I I I feel like Flacco and and this this has been a point of contention for some people on like how real is this Flacco thing? I'm having a tough time, man, because every time I discount Flacco, he go out there and he do something. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, man, Flacco, like Flacco is older than I am, you know? And I'm like, yo, he, he should not, like he's close. He's like, he's like D'Amico's age. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure D'Amico, whenever he's asked, answering questions, like, man, I used to, you know what I'm saying? I, I played back in the Flacco era, you know what I mean? He did. <laughs> Matter of fact, didn't they play in the, one of those playoff matchups, if I'm not mistaken? I'm trying to think if if D'Amico would have still, yeah. Because uh, I want to say they played the Ravens. I want to say in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that would have been, been D'Amico's maybe last year or maybe first year in. Uh, that might have been his first year in uh, in Philly. If I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> okay, either way, let, let, let me let me check. Let me check. But but either way, that's the same era, and I'm like, man, how is this even possible? So I'm I'm having to in my analysis. This is what I'm doing. Just mm-hmm. the logical process that I'm taking. I'm conceding. That there might be more to this Flacco thing than I was willing to give it credit for it in the beginning, because mm. all he's done is go out there and bust my tail. And we know he's a he's boomer bust. He will make plays and he will give you plays to be made. That's just who he is. So like I I, I like that for the Texans defense in terms of like hey he's gonna give you some opportunities on top of the fact that you got your pass rushers out there legitimately. But man, I'm just like. Oh, this offense going might might have to might be in a situation where hey, it's, it's good that you got dudes like CJ Stroud and Nico Collins who can mm-hmm. fight fire with fire in case Flacco is in his bag, in case Amari. And I I don't think Amari Cooper gonna go for 200 plus. I don't think it's going, it's gonna be all of that. But they can make plays, man. Like they can make plays. Like we see the too many times. They are they are playmakers. Mm-hmm. So I, I think having having your guys healthy is gonna be a huge part of it. Um, but this is not going to be an easy game, uh, even at closer to full strength. Really quick, 2012 playoffs, the Baltimore Ravens, the year they won the Super Bowl, did defeat the Houston Texans 20-13. to 13. Coach D'Amico Ryans had seven tackles. Oh, my God, J.J. Watt had 12 tackles, a two-and-a-half sack. But Coach D'Amico Ryans had seven tackles in that game. Joe Flacco went 14 for 27 for 176 Yard. So this could be a revenge game for Costa Mico Ryan's, but B Scott, I'm glad that you talked about Joe Flacco because Sarge, you and I literally just talked about Joe Flacco on your YouTube channel. Please, guys, go check it out. Sarge, so I'm gonna ask you the same question: How much can health play a factor in the Houston Texans coming out victorious? But along those same lines, how can health actually help the ta- Texans? contain joe flacco who i said on your show just what 24 hours ago that i've always considered joe flacco especially at that time one of the most underrated quarterbacks of his generation well seeing that i you know 
don't do a lot of work with the Houston Texans. And seeing that I don't do a a lot of work on, you know, TV or, you know, sports. Is it is sports radio 610, correct, B. Scott? That's it. That's the name. Yeah, seeing that I don't do a lot of work over there, I don't have to be as politically correct no, no, as, no, no, as, no. as Brandon K. Scott, <laughs> or as I like to call him, B. Scott from Hiram Clark. Yes, sir. I don't have to be that politically correct. Man, look, let me start out by saying this. Yes, Joe Flacco in his prime, in his heyday, was amazing, right? Joe Flacco, of course, he's been able to help keep the ship afloat for the Cleveland Browns. But Joe Flacco was also sitting on his butt at home begging somebody to call him. Joe Flacco couldn't even get a commentator job on television. Everybody's like, no, we're good. So Kevin Stefanski took a chance, brought him in, and he's been able to keep them afloat. But let's just call a spade a spade. You have Jonathan Grenard play three snaps in that last game. You have Mm -hmm. Will Anderson sitting out that last game due to injury. You have Blake Cashman sitting out that last game due to injury. You lose Jimmy Ward. He played four snaps. You lose Steven Nelson for a while. Then he has to come back in because number 37 can't stay on his feet. And he became a highlight. He became a highlight for Amari Cooper in that game. He became a meme in that game. So, yes, Joe Flacco looked like the old Baltimore Ravens Joe Flacco the last time he played the Houston Texans because they weren't fully healthy. There's no possible way that a 55-year-old man is going to be able to run away from Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard. There's no possible way that a 60-year-old old man is going to be able to manipulate the pocket and do what he did last game. B. Scott, there's no possible way a 70-year-old man is going to be able to recreate what he did the last time he was in NRG Stadium. Oh, wait, hold on. I ain't finished. Don't say 80, please. Don't say 80. (laughs) There's no possible way that a 76-year-old man is going to test the AFC Defensive Player of the Month. B, we're not talking about seven days. We're talking about 31 days. They took a look and said, my God, Derek Stingley is exactly who we thought he was coming out of LSU. So, no. Joe Flacco's too old to get away from those edge rushers. You have the AFC South, I mean, sorry, the AFC Defensive Player of the Year coming into the game healthy. Last but not least, right? Yes, Cody, you asked me about health. I got that. Yes, the health is going to play a factor in the game because you're getting a lot of your injured players back. Here's the real reason why. A 85-year-old man won't be able to beat the Houston Texans on Saturday at NRG Stadium. There's no possible way anybody else can tell me that a D'Amico Ryans-led defense, seeing a a quarterback for the second time, seeing the offensive scheme for the second time, the the, uh, defensive coordinator who led, who was an assistant first, then became defensive coordinator when when he was with the San Francisco 49ers, 
the way that he had that defense in the top five, and now what has he done? Come in and revitalize this defense to make them a whole lot better than what they was last year, especially in the run game, and they got better in the passing game. Now, he was still, you know, mixing and matching, learning, adjusting to not having some of his players, but for the most part, he has a full complement of defensive players, and there is no possible way a man who can apply for AARP is going to beat D'Amico Ryan's a second time around. Hold on, hold on. I I I just wait a second. Wait a second, okay. man. Wait a second. Okay. Hold on a second. Remember, I I just want to no no. I just on that point. I just want to point out how he just called me politically correct and just made a political advertisement for this Texas defense. Like 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 his whole take was was a political advertisement for how good this Texas defense is going to be when it's fully healthy. Which but it wasn't hey, politically correct, though. It no, but been, it was, I could have yeah. sounded like a politician. No, but, no, no. What no, I was no, doing was talking about no, a you man got, you who was going to go down in the Guinness Book of World Record as the oldest quarterback to play the game. No, politicians mm, come mm, in different mm. in different sounds and different forms and all kind of different things. But that was that was more of a political ad for this Texans defense, which I I actually and and, and I know I'm tongue in cheek here, but I actually endorsed the ad. You know, I, 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 I like. <laughs> I like as somebody who is everything that you that you were saying, uh, but I will say this though, in response to your point about Joe Flacco trying to uh, recapture his, his old self at 137 years old. Okay, <laughs> listen, man, it wasn't just the Texans defense that he did this against. Just few a few days later. On Thursday night, I guess it was only one of them prime games, prime Amazon prime games. He went out and did something similar against a Jets defense that, okay, and I just gave you all of my allegiances and just told you how much I love the Texans, D'Amico, Ryan's, everything, all of that, okay? I, I feel that way. But that Jets defense, overall as a team, ain't worth a damn. But that Jets defense is one of the very best in the league. Nobody knows that better than the Texans themselves. B, can and, I jump in real quick? I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I want to point out, Joe Flacco went out there and did it again. Just a, on, not B. even a whole week later, he went but out and did on, it B. again against an even better defense. The Jets have a great defense. They have a terrible offense. So if you're going to get the opportunity to keep getting the ball back like they did here, yeah, no, I feel and you. the Houston Texans didn't get past the 50-yard line on offense until the second half yeah, of yeah. the game, yeah. Like you, of course, if you're going to keep giving him the ball back this time, he ain't going to keep getting the ball back because you got CJ over there. Yeah. Hey, look, I, but I, I do think we all seem to agree, whether we're talking about the offense or the defense, the grass is greener with CJ Stroud out there. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, in your pockets. The app is super easy to use. There's many different ways to bet, like same game, live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. And make your first better layup. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL.
Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this playoff installment of Locked On Texans. I'm not about to do the whole, what's your prediction, give me the score of the game, because I think it's safe to say all three of us picked the Houston Texans to win, which means that they will be advancing to the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, I know this next question depends on matchup. Um, given how crazy the weather around the country is about to be, given where they have to travel to um, next week. But when you take a look at this Texan scene, Sarge, you said it perfectly um, to open up this show. You know, all three of us, John, other colleagues, man, we have literally been around this team. Um, we, we basically seen the foundation of this team being set since I want to say it was February 1st, February 2nd, the day that they introduced Coach D'Amico Rines as the head coach. Um, remember, he was hired at the end of the month last January. And from that very moment, we knew this team was going to be different. But what we didn't know was how special and how good, how damn good this team was going to be this fast. Uh, once again, I get it, understand it. It all depends on matchup. all depends on where they have to go. Moving forward, once they get past the Cleveland Browns, but um, Sarge, I start with you to close this one off. Um, how far do you think the Texans can go in the playoffs this year? Well, it it really depends on the matchup in the mm -hmm. next round, like we said in the divisional round, and unfortunately, with Pittsburgh not being fully capable to stop. The Buffalo Bills, especially in Buffalo, you know, yeah. they're, they're dealing with a lot of injuries mm -hmm. as well. I mean, losing T.J. Watt is huge. Which, by the way, shout out to them for making the playoffs. That's another right. shocker, by the way. Sorry to cut you off, but no, I just no, want to give kudos to them yeah. real quick. So I don't see Pittsburgh beating Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So that means that, of course, they'll, they'll advance. And I do see Kansas City being able to um handle that weather better than the miami dolphins and especially the miami dolphins is another team coming into this mm -hmm. playoff game with a bunch of injuries and they're they may get waddled back i think they may get uh bolstered back and if but if they can't run the ball effectively in that weather then they're going to lose to kansas city which means that that next week in the divisional round it would be the buffalo bills versus the kansas city chiefs and then it'll be a rematch of the first game of the season between the Ravens and the Texans. And unfortunately, that's where the, you know, that that's where they, you know, pull the, I don't know, Cody, I don't know if you ever wrote the Metro, me and B. Scott have. Oh, yeah. You, the you, put a, you put a little screen. I'm getting off. And I just, there's, I, I, I don't see any possible way that the Houston Texans can beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah. B. Scott, before yeah. um, closing, since I already asked Sarge how far can this team go in the playoffs, I think we can all agree um, that what he said is the most realistic thing that can happen. And I get it. Um, starting with Bobby Slowick, a lot of people have been saying, you know, all we need is four more wins. I said it yesterday. You know what happened if they could get those four wins? I think everybody's going to be partying down here in the city of Houston. But B Scott, when you take a look at this team, everything that they everything that they accomplished in year one, my question to you is, how far do you think this team can go moving forward beyond the 2023 season? Because now you're looking at possibly the strongest foundation of any quote unquote rebuilding team moving forward. Well, I don't know. For me, that's what 
the fact that things change so quickly in the NFL to me makes this moment even more special mm-hmm. because I can like I can project and give you an answer. And I, and I do think the window is well, like I would give you the Joe Burrow answer that he gave in that press conference where he said the window is as long as my career. You know, like I think that's the proper answer for a franchise quarterback to give. Like the window is for as long as they have C.J. Stroud. Like I like I truly believe that. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to have some down seasons, some down years, some years where injuries pile up. And like, look at the Bengals this year. Like their window is as long as Joe Burrow is their quarterback, but Joe Burrow wasn't their quarterback for a lot of the year, right? So like you got to account for that. I don't think you can take for granted that every year is just going to be a year where you have a chance to 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 win the division, to to compete for a Super Bowl. Like I, I think that's all of that. That's all the more reason why this moment in time is is special because you can't just say, you know, I bet you in 2017 the Jacksonville Jaguars thought that they were on to come up too. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then we point. and then we saw how that ended up going. It did, it, did, it just did not happen. Um, so so yeah, man. I like, but to your question, I do think that there's an opportunity here to build around a quarterback expensive. Like you've got money and you've got a quarterback who is relatively inexpensive because he's on a rookie deal. He's get, getting paid well because he's number two overall pick, but relatively inexpensive on a rookie deal. You can spend money on like Jonathan Grenard is going to take. It's going to take some some serious money to bring Jonathan Grenard back. But guess what? You got money. You can you can you can spend that money and bring Jonathan Grenard back. Like you can do like you don't have to be like, oh, I can't afford to pay a high level pass rusher. Yes, you can. Um, Dalton Schultz is probably going to require a bit of a raise, um, but you don't have to break the bank. You can pay Dalton Schultz like if you or, or be figuring out like like diligently figuring out how you're going to replace that type of production that tight end like one it's got to be one or the other like you can't just like not bring them back and then just be like all right you know what i mean so you got to do you got to have a plan there right so to me i like the position that they're in this has been talked about in multiple places but Mm -hmm. the the position they're in to build a team around having money and having a quarterback the, the most important position locked in over the next few years at a reasonable clip um, I, like I think it's right there, and obviously D'Amico Ryan's we're all fans of. I don't know about you guys once again, man, but this has been a shocker. <laughs> but at the same time, this has been a very fun podcast, especially considering that the wind kept knocking out my power. <laughs> so I've been nervous the whole time since we've been recording, but we made it through, thank God. But before we go, man, B. Scott, Sarge, please tell the listeners where they can follow you at on all your social media platforms, your words, Sarge, I apologize. I want to correct myself. It's sports talk with Big Sarge with a Z at the end. I don't know why I always want to say the Big Sarge Sports Podcast. Maybe that's a sign you should change the name, but I'm just saying. But B. Scott, Sarge, um, Sarge, starting with you, please say listeners where they can follow all of your work and all and follow you at on all the social media platforms. You can subscribe to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast, available wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs> and follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Big Star Sports with the Z at the end. I'm also uh, on Instagram with uh, under the same name. Uh, also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Sarge Media, and you can read all of my writings. My government name is Brian Bearfield. So don't go to Texans Wire USA Today looking for Big Sarge and say, so we can't find <laughs> none of your articles. Yeah, because like they got to print my real name 
Uh, they got to put my real name under my articles over there. So make sure you're reading all that, um, uh, all my articles over at Texans Wire USA Today. And real quickly before I go, thank you for having me on. B. Scott, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on with you, man. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the birthday wishes. And- hey, follow H-Town Hoops podcast that I do with Alice Blaine. We cover the Rockets on that. And, and, oh. of course, and, of course, Cody Davis and Big Sarge doing some excellent Rockets work on top of that. Uh, in case y'all didn't know that. But follow the H-Town Hoops podcast. I'm on Sports Radio 610 at least twice a week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays at 440 on the drive. Thursdays is 11 o'clock on In the Loop. So make sure y'all check that out and all that we're doing over there. And, uh, and yeah, stuff like this, man. At Brandon K. Scott on Twitter, for, or X formerly known as Twitter. And, <laughs> uh, and you can catch us whenever we uh having our Wakanda Light episode. We call this Wakanda. It's not Wakanda forever. This is Wakanda for now. <laughs> this is this the Wakanda for now episode. Yeah, this this is Wakanda for now because my co-host John Hickman wasn't on this show. But please follow my co-host John Hickman on all of your social media platforms at John underscore Hickman twelve. Please remember to follow me on all your social media platforms at Cody Davis underscore twenty four. Once again, it's Cody C O T Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. That's that man right over there. Right over there on Sarge. I think that's his left shoulder. I want to say you're right. You know, so that's the reason why I picked the number 24. However, tomorrow it's going to stand for Darius Stingley because he also wear number 24. But uh, please be sure to check out Locked On Texans throughout this playoff run, throughout the offseason, on all your favorite podcast streaming services and on YouTube. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.